Let me say this clearly. We contacted Hamas and Hamas leaders in Gaza and spoke to them bluntly, directly and indirectly through several Arab and non-Arab mediators. It is not the time to shun anyone. We spoke to them on the phone and told them we pleaded please do not end the ceasefire. Let it continue so we can avert what has now happened and how I wish we had. Hello, hello, hello. Um, this would be the Oak Pine Tree Podcast. Uh, this is Christopher Richardson. I'm joined by a very good friend, Mr. Keith Freund. Hello. So yeah, that's Keith right there. Uh, we used to work together. Mr. Keith uh, is a very talented producer. Um, he's also a funny guy with some good opinions and jokes. <laughs> yeah, he's got good laughs, too. So, anyway, uh, like I said, Keith's going to be with me today and maybe in the future, hopefully, because he's a cool guy, and you'll get to know him if... Uh, biblically. Bi- biblically speaking, you will lay with him in the biblical sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so we are starting, I guess, with, unless you've been under Iraq or under A-Rock... Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, Keith's, <laughs> Keith likes that one. Um, you, you've seen the, and this is actually, this is not, please don't, this is not a laughing matter. But um, if you recall about last week, I forget when last week, uh, Hamas, <clears throat> I don't know, they declared an end to the ceasefire that it had between Israel, which was really a please stop bombing us and raiding our country because we're out of rockets. And um, we'd like a timeout, please. Bargain. Uh, Bargain. So um, uh, after declaring an end to it, uh, I think they fired a couple more rockets, but let's just talk about Hamas and their rockets. They're they're really bad. I mean, it's it's wrong. It's pretty bad. It causes damage. But they're a terrible shot with these rockets. You You never read about mass casualties. It's always shrapnel injuries or, uh, you know... Someone's outhouse was was collapsed. So, um, so yeah, uh, th- that's what they said. This was a Hamas official in an announcement, and he said, quote, the calm is over. And how right he was, because yesterday and today, uh, for a couple days now, Israel has been bombing, dropped some 100 tons of bombs, uh, the death toll is at oh, I don't know. It's in the two, hundreds. Two seventy five. Two seventy five. Judge is saying that over seven hundred are wounded. Um, and all these reports are talking about how it's you know, it's an attack and it's in this densely populated area and they're targeting civilians, uh, which, you know, I, I will point out when Israel does some messed up things, which it does quite a lot, but. It doesn't specifically target civilians. That's kind of Hamas's specialty. Um, but let's listen to this is an Al Jazeera report, and you'll be able to tell that uh, pretty soon. <laughs> um, I, I just want to show you what uh, the angle that Al Jazeera is coming from, uh, and that it is um, it's the Arab world's equivalent of CNN or Fox News. So this is the Al Jazeera report. 
uh, December 27th uh, on the, the Israel attack. Under attack, Israel's air force unleashes devastation on the Gaza Strip. On the ground in one of the world's most densely populated areas, it's a gruesome scene. This Palestinian policeman prepares for his end. These human targets were no match for the high explosion munitions that hit them. Okay, stop, stop, stop. <clears throat> Do you see how he said, like, he said human targets? As though Israel said, we need to kill as many humans as we possibly can. Sure, Gaza is densely populated, but they're not going to tell you that what they were really bombing, which was missile launching platforms and rocket launching platforms and, uh, you know, uh, artillery are being purposely placed in these residential areas. Um, they they are using their citizens as human shields. They're not human targets. They're turning them into human targets. And this is all Hamas's fault. Um, I think there's an article in the Jerusalem Post uh, in which uh, they're basically saying it was the uh, what's his name, Mahmoud Abbas said that Hamas could have prevented this massacre. Um, but uh, he says, quote, we spoke to them and told them, please, we ask you not to end the ceasefire. Let it continue. We want to protect the Gaza Strip. We don't want it to be destroyed. So Hamas is kind of learning that when it takes a time out and then suddenly says, OK, game's on, um, you know, Israel's got a lot more guns and they'll smash them every time and that they're not just going to put up with rocket fire all the time. But this is the situation. And. I get blasted for this, for saying that there's not going to be an end to it, but I think that's that's realism, because both... Okay, Keith, let's say we go to Dunkin' Donuts, right? And, like, I like the sprinkles, and you like the sprinkles, mm -hmm. but there's only one. And, like, you think that you're really entitled to that last sprinkled donut, but I really want it, too. And so you give me like 20% of it and I say, all right, that's fine for now. But, <laughs> but, I, but secretly, I really want the whole thing. And you really want the whole thing. Right. And I don't, I don't and know. And somehow, somehow the sprinkle shrapnel uh, kills my outhouse. Well, yeah, slowly you start targeting my sprinkles because you think if I just pick off all his sprinkles, maybe he'll give in and he won't want it anymore. But see, I've got... I'm very, I'm much more, I'm so much better at taking your sprinkles. And your sprinkles reside in such a densely sprinkled area. <laughs> no, oh, it, this is bad. It's very bad because it's, but you know, we're, we're making light of very serious things here. Yeah. But no, I stand by the point that they, both sides want something. Uh, they, they want the same thing and they want it an equal amount. Um, Israel wants to exist which is a problem. Don't tell me that free Palestine doesn't mean getting rid of Israel, like from the river to the sea. That's what they say. Uh, well, but th there is debate about whether that means, you know, killing the people or well, no, removing yeah. the people, quote, no, unquote. I mean... Or removing the government, the governing body. Yeah, it's not destroy Israel like Iran would says destroy Israel or things like that. Okay. It's not nuke Israel. 
but it's strip that land of statehood and get rid of the state and turn it all back into big Palestine again. Um, which, again, it's like, good luck. It used to be that way. There's, you know, it's happened before in places of the world, but um, we sent them over $20 billion last year. And they've got nukes and bombs and planes and jets. And, you know, you don't. You have the, your weapon is either the suicide bomber in the restaurant, uh, the hijacked bulldozer, um, or the always favored tiny clump of dirt. So it's very bad. It's very bad stuff. Um, you know, my heart goes out to those people. The Palestinians, uh, they certainly have a terrible life, especially in Gaza. Um, it's this atmosphere of hate, desperation um this is you know on both sides uh but i'm not going to point fingers and say it's one side or it's the other side it's all israel or it's all the pal the poor palestinians you know they have to blow themselves up and kill women and children in public because they are being occupied um again it's they both want the same thing to exist there so it, it's a similar situation to you know not many people think about this as being analogous, but Pakistan was carved out of a piece of India back in the 50s because Indian Muslims were petitioning and they wanted their own Muslim state. I don't see how that's any different. Uh, now, what if Hindus had an armed uprising because they wanted to take that back because that was originally part of India, but then some bureaucratic entities came in and carved it up and said, well, no, this will be Muslim and this will be you know, Indian mm -hmm. Hindu. Uh, you know, why is that not an illegal uh, occupation? Okay, well, the but the Indian Muslims were there, and they said, okay, we want to secede, kind of. Whereas mm -hmm. the Jews... Were planted there. The Jews were like, <laughs> well, we were here a while back, Yeah. and some of us are still there, so let's go there. But yeah, I mean, it is a similar situation. It's kind of a sim. I mean, I see your point, Keith. There have been like, um, I read some statistic about Jewish refugees from Arab countries uh, and how just there there used to be tons of uh, a huge amount of them and now but I mean think about it, it it's like a, Israel is like a gated community for Jews like if that was your neighborhood like that region was your neighborhood and all of a sudden like oh the lights flicked on 1948 and the doors are open I've, you know where would you go mm -hmm. uh, certainly not Iran. yeah there are Jews living in Iran and speaking of Iran there's another story I want to talk about. Um, this is coming from the Norway Post. On Christmas Eve, Iran decided to mark the occasion um, by hanging 10 people in, in public. Uh, nor the foreign minister of Norway is saying, it is highly regrettable. Norway is opposed to all forms of capital punishment. Um, again, this is uh, Iran. This is the country that we're supposed to say, oh, why can't they have nuclear weapons? Everyone else has them. Pakistan and India and Israel have them. It's because they're, they're, a, uh, they're a menace in the region, and they give all of their money. Instead of feeding and fueling their people, they finance the destruction of the state of Israel and, uh, and, and fund groups like Hamas and Hezbollah. Hezbollah, which has bases all over the world, including... South America, don't know if you remember, I don't because I wasn't alive, but I read about it, 
there was a bombing in Argentina. Uh, it was a Jewish, some sort of a Jewish center. A bunch of people died. Uh, was that about Israel? I don't, th- I don't think that had anything to do with Israel. I think that's just plain old, those damn Jews, let's blow them up. So the hate kind of muddies the issue here. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Me and Keith can take a break and put our brains back together. So be, be right back. BRB lol. Um, during the break, um, Keith saw someone. We were we were watching this video and reading about these protests. Um, according to the Times Online, violent protests at the Israeli embassy in London. Um, Keith and I are both in Atlanta right now, and there's one. I know there's one going on at the Israeli consulate here. Um, uh, according to the Times Online, it says violent confrontations broke out at the, at the Israeli embassy in London today as up to 1,500 protesters against Israel's Gaza campaign gathered in a vociferous demonstration. And, of course, they had signs, uh, sweatshirts uh, emblazoned. Tote with, bags. Yeah, tote bags. Um, the collectible lunch tins are my favorite, the one that say, um, uh, what do they say, from the sandwich to the sea? Um, what? I don't know. From the- <laughs> But Keith, Chicken of the sea. Keith saw, saw one particular poster. We're looking at it right now. It says, Free Palestine. And I said, with purchase of medium soft drink. Yeah, it's the deal of a lifetime. Um, Five, six, seven, eight. Israel is a terror state. That was one. That's a good one. That's actually... I like the counting ones because... The, fu- the, the funny thing about that is it implies that at some point these Palestinians have been to a pep rally. Yes. <laughs> they've learned or they've watched Bring It On. <laughs> Somehow some bootleg DVDs yeah. have made it through the, uh, <laughs> the, the filter. They've got that, that's the, that one guy that goes to every Burger King in the world <laughs> with a, with a bl- black plastic bag and just bootleg DVDs. Yeah. Wow. So... This is them, actually. Get ready. And I'm sorry for being so lighthearted. I know Keith is too, but it's Christmas and it's still Hanukkah. <laughs> Get in I think. the spirit. Yeah, man, isn't it just like those Jews? No, I'm just kidding. Keith, by the way, to my left is half Jewish, yep. and I am as Jewish as you can get. So no, please no hate mail. Oh my God. Um, so I'm sick of talking about Israel. I'm sick of talking about the Middle East. Um, so we're going to switch gears. To Kansas. Yes. Now, Topeka is hot this year. Oh. Both figuratively and literally because, as you've been, if you've been paying attention, global warming is coming, and it's everywhere. And the 10 last years have been the hottest on record. 
and we need to pass these taxes, and if only everyone drove hybrids, things would be great. <laughs> and have you seen Al Gore's movie? Have you watched the director's commentary? Oh, my God. <laughs> so what are you doing later? I have an avocado. I was going to eat it, just put some salt on it. Anyway, there's an article uh, in The Telegraph. It's actually it's a commentary by a man named Christopher Booker. Never heard of him. Uh, and it's called, 2008 was the year man-made global warming was disproved. He says, looking back over my columns of the past year, one of their major themes was neatly encapsulated by two recent items from the Daily Telegraph. He says the first on May 21 headed climate change threat to alpine ski resorts reported that the entire alpine winter sports industry could soon grind to a halt because of a lack of snow. The second he's talking about is on December 19th, and it says the Alps have best snow conditions in a generation. And it reported that this winter's alpine snowfalls look set to beat all records by New Year's Day. Hmm. Keith, do you ski? I don't. I don't ski either. I've never been. I don't... Something about skiers. It's like this subculture that I'm just... And snowboarders. Some subculture of people that like to break bones. It seems they're always injured or upset about the weather or the snow. But they're never blaming it on global warming. But So, uh, yeah, this columnist is actually questioning the theory of, in this case, not just man-made global warming, but global warming in general. Uh, I'll sign on to the consensus, for lack of a better word, that the Earth is heating up uh, slowly, that we see an increase in, in warming. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm not sold at all on the carbon dioxide thing. And it's, it's transcended a scientific issue, and now it is a political issue. And there are agendas at work. And please don't be fooled into thinking that this is, that the UN has got it. Scientists are just looking out for the best, you know, they're arguing for over the best, what's the best course for humanity. There's an agenda on both sides. There is a, uh, there is um, this push towards, because ultimately what is the result? What is the way that we fix man-made global warming? We control the production of carbon dioxide, which is involved in so many facets of human behavior, let alone breathing, that it is ultimately more control over you on an individual level. And who are you going to trust? The UN? Like a global, governmental, supranational body? I mean, Al Gore gets in front of Congress and he says, if we had a global carbon tax, you know, we could solve this problem. And that's, that's his answer. Tax the carbon. So that we won't produce we won't produce as much of it because we'll have to pay for it now. I don't know, but I'm not in favor of a glo- the first in history global tax. Global tax, that's interesting. Yeah. I like to be on the collecting end of that. Yes, yes, as would I. Keith, do you th- do you buy into the man-made global warming? Well, I will say this, as you've been saying, um, I was just reading about uh, the. Uh, actually, it was a link that you sent me of a movie that was broadcast on the BBC about... The Great Global Warming Swindle. Right. That was about disproving man-made global warming. And it talked a lot about CO2 and how th- this can't possibly be the cause of global warming because blah, blah, blah. And the one of the guys who was quoted in the movie, I believe... Or someone of importance. No, it was the it was like the chairman of the IFP, 
I, International Panel on Climate Change. Yeah, the one. UN body. IPCC. Yeah. And he said that that is not their main claim at all. That that it's not carbon dioxide that's causing the greenhouse gases or so. You know, I I'm not a scientist. I and I don't really no. know enough on the issue to comment. But I can attest to the fact that Keith is Keith is not a scientist at all. <laughs> no, I'm just a creative uh, cynic. So yeah. So, but, but, and, and again, that's fine, but that's what's being peddled. I mean, that's... But he's saying that's not what's being peddled. I, I don't know what is. He well, when I talk that. about what's being peddled, I'm talking about, because ultimately the global warming thing, it, it, it ends with, you should change your behavior and you should uh-huh. save the planet. Okay. So that's where this going green comes from. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Don't drive an SUV all the, all the time. Don't fly all the time. You know, the yeah. carbon footprint. That's CO2, mm-hmm. you know, and that's directly related to this glo- this sweeping global warming fever, which I think is an appropriate word, mm-hmm. um, where everyone is like, I got to do my part because old Al Gore, he wouldn't like, he wouldn't have anything, he wouldn't have an ulterior motive. He only owns a carbon credit company, uh, you know. So carbon credit cards. Carbon. That's the news. Carbon debit cards. You get issued a specific amount of carbon each year. And uh, it's like that fast pay, what is that? The, pe- the tap it? Yeah. You just tap it on every commercial flight. Yep. No, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, there was actually the, um, oh my God, it was the CNN, what was it? It was like a weather guy on CNN, weatherman. I don't know. Me- okay, thanks. They prefer me, thought- that's the PC term. Okay, I thought you weren't a scientist, Keith. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just joking with you. I just... You know, just trying to stick up for all the, uh, you know. No, I lo- I love meteorologists. Them. Out. You know, it's a uh, people take it for granted. They can just go to the internet and find out the weather. Yeah. Um. I mean, they can. I would say, you know, meteorologists but it's be- are pretty much. You know, point these things. But anyway, sorry, <laughs> we ahead. have robots to do their job. <laughs> he came out. He's a CNN meteorologist. Pardon that. And uh, he came out and he said that the man-made global warming theory was, quote, arrogant. This was, uh, what is this, about 10 days ago. Uh, and this was right around the time that Texas was getting snow. Las Vegas was getting snow. And everyone thought, um, that's funny, because I thought, you know, and then they tried to use it. It's like, if it's snow, it's global warming. If it's hot, it's global warming. You haven't been late in 10 years, it's global warming. Anything. So, um I found the clip here, so let's listen to what he said. I think this is interesting. Uh, this is CNN. This is, I think, during an airing of Lou Dobbs tonight, uh, December 18th. You know, to, to think that we could affect weather all that much is, is, is pretty arrogant. The Mother Nature is so big. The world is so big. The, the oceans are so big. I think we're going to die from a lack of fresh water, or we're going to die from ocean acidification before we die from global warming, for sure. But this is like... You know, you said, in your career. My career has been 22 years long. That's a, a good career in TV. But in, in talking about climate, it's like having a car for three days and say, this is a great car. Well, yeah, it was for three days, but maybe in day five, six, and seven, it won't be so good. And that's what we're doing here. We have 100 years' worth of data, not millions of years that the world's been around. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jay, we've been around uh, just a little over four, by scientific estimates, about four and a half billion uh, years. Uh, what is what is your thought about the right, dominance? That, that was a joke, by the way. Um, Keith, do you what do you think about his car analogy? 
that we haven't been here. Well, I mean, gee, if you're going to say that, then you can say, well, we don't really know that there were dinosaurs. However, we did find out that, <laughs> what was it, T-Rex didn't exist? We did? Yeah. There's no T-Rex? There's no, it was a mistake in assembling bones, or maybe it was Brontosaurus. You know what or, else was a mistake then? What? My childhood. My whole childhood. T-Rex? There's no T-Rex. <laughs> Steven Spielberg owes me an apology. Well, in and that some case, cash. In that case, you and Ashley Simpson's new child have something in common. Isn't Ashley Simpson like seventeen? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's so invoked. But she now. just had a mis- she just had a baby with Pete once, and he said it, it was a happy accident. I don't know who that is. I don't want to know who that is. A happy accident. He's the cute one from Fallout Boy. Oh. As opposed to the manager. Right. Or that rat-faced one. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think he's got a good point. It's certainly worth thinking about. I will say this. Whether it's real or not, which I think that it is It is real, but it's been real for our entire history of our planet. It's been up and down and up and down. I'd like to remember, in the 70s, there was this noise coming uh, that, oh, my God, a new ice age is coming. And, uh, you know, God... If only we, you know, we need to, we need to look out. We'd be, and this was as industrialization and everything is picking up, and production was going up, and uh, you know, it was the same thing. We need to save the planet from global cooling. There's going to be this new ice age. Um, that didn't pan out so much. Um, new York still has summers, as Keith can attest. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well. Uh, let's do one more quick break. This is the O Pantry podcast with Chris Richardson, Keith Freund in the house. Radio noises. I wish I had them. Maybe when we get some funding. Exactly. So I'll just hire Keith to do them. Be right back. the most important news, (laughs) but in serious matters. (laughs) But Okay, hello. Uh, This is Chris. Next to me is Keith, and we're back. And uh, we've been laughing and joking about um, some serious matters, but now we need to get really serious about some not-so-serious matters. Uh, Well, you be the judge. This is from a Hawaiian newspaper, which is part of the United States. Just like, I know it's way out there, but it is. Uh, the Honolulu Advertiser. Uh, um, this is the headline. Keith, you want to read this headline, Keith? Go okay, ahead. I'll take this one. Obama takes daughters for shave ice in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, and then there's a picture of him shaking hands with his wrist-mounted iPod. He's just a normal guy, you see. Yep, he has wrist-mounted. I have a wrist-mounted iPod, don't you, Chris? Um, I actually have a crotch-mounted iPod. Oh, well, that's very manly. Yeah, it is. Wait, no, but not just not just shave ice, but also a a wait for it, a sandwich. Yep, I'm glad that they uh, the journalists. <laughs> oh God, we have quotes here. <laughs> Obama entered Coco Marina Paradise Deli and said, "So what are we going to get? Let me get a tuna sandwich." Obama said. 
asking for it on 12 grain bread, tomatoes, and no mayo. <laughs> I can see it now, like I can see the journalist just at his heels, just <laughs> furiously scribbling on a little notepad. No mayo, 12, what, 12 grain tomatoes. Oh my God. No mayo. Oh. Then here we go. He get, this is what Obama says. He says, actually, can you melt cheese on that? He asked. Can you make like a tuna melt with cheddar cheese? <laughs> <laughs> this is three paragraphs down, folks. Like, this is the meat of the article. This is, this, this is no the article. No pun intended. Oh, God. At, wait. At one point on the side, uh, sidewalk, Obama dropped his sunglasses, bent down, <laughs> and picked them up. No, no. You, this okay, has got to be a joke. No, it's not. You need to understand. This is like five paragraphs down. And you know how news articles, they, they, when they do paragraphs, they only do a few sentences because they break it up and each one is of very much important. Yeah. This is a single sentence. It is a paragraph. paragraph break. Here's the sentence. At one point on the sidewalk, Obama dropped his sunglasses, bent down, and picked them up. Oh, my God. Next paragraph. This has got to be a joke. I swear to God it's not. It's not a joke, though. <laughs> you can tell by the sight. <laughs> Next paragraph. Obama ate his sandwich before his shave ice, saying he wanted to set a good example for his girls by eating healthy food before dessert. Wow. Now, that runs counter to, uh, you know, was it called something wisdom? General wisdom? General wisdom? No, accepted wisdom something. You know, you're supposed to eat your dessert first because you never know how long. But that's his hope. He yeah. has this so much hope that he's not even worried that he might die oh. between the dessert and the sandwich. Which, by the way, wait, what about that sandwich? Can you make, like, a tuna melt with cheddar cheese? Uh, you know, I don't think presidents are supposed to say like. Yeah. It's kind of a, I guess that's his, he's just bringing people together. He's every man. He's bringing the uh, 12 grain bread people with the surfer dude, you know, Hawaiians together. Oh, my God. He's... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> It says, some ordered banana coconut or pina colada. Sasha ordered a medium banana flavor shave ice. A medium? Ice. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. <laughs> the size. Sorry, what was, <laughs> Sasha, what a was medium. the size for the press? Uh, Mr. Mr. Obama. Mr. Obama. Uh, well, you got to realize this person that's reporting for the Honolulu advertiser, this is their, their magnum opus. Oh, you know it is. You know because this is fresh. Else no, is he's fresh out of there. community. No, he's fresh out of uh, you know whatever J school. He's gonna get everything <laughs> down. Oh my God! He calls home. Ma, I got a job at the Honolulu Advertiser, and I got my first article. It's about how Barack Obama got a snack with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The group left. This is creepy. It, it actually, really, it really is, and I really, I really hope that this doesn't. I mean, I don't know if. if Look just, at this. It is unclear whether Obama swam with dolphins and Obama's clothing did not appear wet. Hmm. He seemed to be wearing some kind of uh, <laughs> cologne that was maybe post-1945 L'Oreal. <laughs> That's not even a scent, but... Oh, my God. So, this... Uh, it, oh, my God. It... He grazed his left pant leg <laughs> with his hand. Oh, my gosh. No, it, it's... This sounds like, I love these because it, it makes me love the onion. Because it sounds like the onion, but it it's does. not. It really does. And look at this. I'm scrolling down. Keith, you can see this. It just keeps going. It goes on and on and on. And it's just as mundane. The next sentence is just as uninteresting and of zero consequence as the last one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Obama turned to a young boy and said, hey, man, good to see you. Are you a football player? 
The boy nodded. Obama said, I can tell. <laughs> I say this to every child I see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is serious. This is like something that you would read in People magazine about, you know, Angelina except Jolie. people, Except people would actually have some kind of interesting commentary on it. This is just reporting the yeah. mundane facts. Oh. And but but wait a minute! I just realized something. How bad are we for reporting on the reporting? I of, mean, we just spent how 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 long was that? Like five, uh, seven minutes? Yeah. We just spent talking about. No, it needs to be pointed out, Keith. We're not reporting on it as if it is important. <laughs> We're saying, attention, everyone at the Honolulu Advertiser, get your shit together. These are way more important things going on. Maybe not on your little group of islands which has been pretty much forgotten about, which is why I mentioned that it's still part of the United States. Yeah, that's... that's oh, my probably, gosh. Probably subject this, well, it's just an example of, you know, our dear leader, how not only can he do no wrong, but anything that he does is instant news. So, uh, I don't know, he just, he needs to have his... Oh, I now know that Obama carries his Blackberry on his left hip. Thank you, news. Mm-hmm. So, that... Of course, you could have found that out from Google Maps, but... Street, street view. Street view. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, we have talked enough. Uh, you'll probably hear from Keith again. Yeah. Anything else to say, Keith? Just eat your dessert first. Yeah, that's what we've learned from today. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. This was the Oprah Andre podcast, which you should have known by now if you listen to all of this. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>